Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Paul and Dave. And today we are ecstatic to be back in the world of Amazon Prime's The Boys because we are talking the first three episodes of Gen V. And I know all three of us are excited for this one, but before we get into it, quick laundry items, whatever feed you found this episode on, I want to reroute you now over to bingetowntv.com and our Bingetown TV main feed that will have all our episodes. We cover quite a few other shows at this point other than The Boys and Gen V. Uh, Currently, well, not currently, we are about to cover House of Usher over on Netflix. We are currently covering Wheel of Time, another Amazon Prime show. And Dave, you said we are covering Jujutsu Kaisen. So we got range is what I'm trying (laughs) to say. And you can find it all on BingetownTV.com. Final thing I want to say, we also have a Discord community, so if you think we seem like cool people, want to talk to us about this TV show or other TV shows, go find us at our Benchtown TV Discord. All right. Gen V, we are back, boys. And the last thing I want to say is that this just felt very consistent with the quality that the boys TV show, the parent television show, if you will, was giving. So... From the start, I was like all in on this show and I thought it was just very compelling through the first three episodes and I was so upset that I couldn't hit play on episode four. Oh, I missed being on the boys. I think I was there for season one, maybe dropped a one episode appearance in season two, but God, this show, if you guys don't know, all of us are diehard the boys fans like this show for all of us is without a doubt and at least all of our top fives, you know for all seven of us in the binge town universe but it's so good to be back man the, the raunchiness the the goriness i love it all in this show and i'm so excited to be here talking about it again it's it's good to be back baby hi i'm paul for those of you who don't know my voice um yeah this was incredible i was very very low expectations going into this because i didn't know what it was going to be thought it was just going to be college shenanigans but the way that there's a big mystery about the whole thing really draws you in and the characters themselves so it was just such a good addition to the boys show like the boys universe if this continues it could be insane it's so entertaining to watch and i love all the characters in it too i think they're doing a really good job and then like you guys said it feels like the boys like all the scenes all the gore all the craziness all the nut talk and peeing the shots like <laughs> it's totally the boys i also appreciated all of the references to the boys like ashley the ceo is still the ceo of vaught in the timeline of Gem V, you know, they referenced spoiler alert for the next five seconds, Queen Maeve's quote unquote death. Like it's kind of just giving us a different perspective through the eyes of these college students of how the soups are perceived in this world. And I just, I love it. Paul, I'm with you. Like I was a little bit nervous when they announced this show. Sometimes spinoff shows like this can sometimes be a, a total failure and make it really not feel like the original TV show, but this, I literally felt like it was just a an added season of the boys. Like it literally just felt straight out of like season 3.5 of the boys. And like you said, B times, I love that we're getting this kind of perspective of it. Like we always get behind the scenes looks at it. And like, we know everything's kind of going to shit with the superheroes, but the way they do like the propaganda and everything. And we kind of are only exposed to that really in these first three episodes. It's just, it's just so cool. And, and it's honestly funny too, when they do it, cause it's just, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to slice your throat. Yeah. yeah. So this 
these three episodes, there was a lot in them. We're going to try to do our best um, to not make this an insanely long episode. So how this is going to go down is I'm going to read an executive summary of the episode itself. We'll cover one episode at a time. Um, and then we will just all free form, just kind of talk about parts we loved about that episode um, and how we were feeling watching it, etc. So jumping into episode one, this bullet list a little bit longer than the other two, just because we were getting an introduction to a lot of people. But let's see if I can get a good summary here. So we first meet Marie and learn about the first time she found out she had powers and the consequences of it. Uh, we flash forward. We see her life in the orphanage. And then we also see that she got accepted to Godalkin University. We learn it's a college for soups and whether they take classes on either like crime fighting or acting and branding courses. We meet her roommate, Emma, a.k.a. Cricket. We meet some other students. We meet golden boy luke and uh at the he was his, number one yeah he was a beast golden boy luke we have our own luke on the pod and uh yeah. some might say he's a golden boy as well so nah, i would never say no that. you never so, say that no that guy is right. bronze central yeah yeah he's bronze rock. central oh, rock he's the bronze he's kneecaps is what he is mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Golden Boy's workouts are the social event of the day, and we meet some other people here. We meet his girlfriend, Kate, and we also meet his buddy, Andre. We also learn a little bit later that Marie gets rejected from her crime fighting class, so then she goes and she meets Jordan, another one of the top ranked, and Brink, the professor who kind of guides all of the superheroes. Marie and Andre end up helping captured an escaped student on meth. And we see this student get locked in a cell. And this is also where we learn what the woods are, because we did hear Luke referencing that earlier. He keeps having these dreams. Um, Emma has a little date with a boy, Liam. We'll get into that later. And then Andre invites Marie to go to a club with Luke, Kate, Jordan, all the other high rankings. And unfortunately, while they're there, superheroes on drugs, not a good mix. Of course, a regular person's going to die. Marie ends up saving them, but there were cameras there. They saw everything. She's taking the hit. She's going to get expelled. Brink tells her this. She walks out. She realizes she's not taking the shit. She walks back in and she sees Luke burning Brink up. And then as Jordan fights off Luke and tries to defend Marie, in the end, the golden boy flies up in the air and explosion to a million pieces and rains down on everybody and that is a classic way to end a boys episode just fake blood and gore everywhere oh man that it was just exactly like the opening scene we'll just i guess i'll start with marie's backstory just absolutely brutal i mean definitely the boys feel all over it it was huey having a train run into his girlfriend all over again the fact that so many people like what is the percentage of people that are just covered in blood like the world's population <laughs> like should be surprisingly high with people who have just been soaked in blood throughout this show totally. it's crazy but her backstory was totally fucked up her powers are cool but how you how she has to use them sucks i mean like she physically has to cut herself i feel like when we've seen like blood necromancers and in other shows and stuff like they kind of just summon it through like i guess the pores in their skin but she actually has to physically cut herself it's not like a resourceful power but totally fucked up especially for her at 12 years old for said later too that she got her powers un unlocked a little bit later than most people at the age of 12 
I can't even comment about what I think of her powers because we don't really know how they work entirely. And also like soups don't really mind being cut open because they just heal right back up and don't really seem to... I also don't know, like, does she feel losing her own blood or That's is what I was the power thinking like too. replenishing? Mm. So I can't comment more than that because we don't know what like her power is. But oh my gosh, what a devastating backstory. It really doesn't get much worse than that. Um, and then that just kind of punts her along as an orphan in kind of the Vought system, which is also a very interesting take. I This is our main character right here, and I like her. I like our MC so far. Her training. And the orphanage, like with all the old fans and equipment, and she's just throwing her blood everywhere. <laughs> so, such a cool, like visual of that because yeah. it's still like liquid, but it's like shards of blood at the same time. So it's really cool. And I will say, at the end, she does seem kind of dizzy. Like she kind of like sits down, like she's tired. And you could say because she's training, but I I was also taking it that she's losing a lot of her blood. So mm-hmm. there is like a downside to her power. But when she's at the orphanage, she goes on to check uh, whether or not she got accepted. She see we got that little home banger cameo. They're watching yeah. that porno with that, home banger. Yeah, <laughs> let's that go. Was, and for then she pulls up the listeners. Yeah, that yeah. was a home banger. Was a very much love character on the, on our show. She pulls out like the clean wipe and like wipes down the keyboard before touching it and everything Smart. she makes a yeah, comment about it later but i just love everything they're incorporating in this universe they're making it like real things like in the background you see i don't even remember her name but from the last season the older woman that it was like crimson countess crimson countess yeah yeah um like shoot there was posters of her in the background and everything too it's just they're so consistent with it it's great this is like part of the reason why the boys is so great. It's just like the little Easter eggs are just so meaningful and like they do it so well. And yeah, seeing the Crimson Countess, even I can just be like, oh, like there she is. Like it's just someone who I mean, sure, we have a podcast, but like casual watchers can even just like appreciate. What are your guys thoughts on Emma, her roommate? Because I absolutely love Emma. She I is like so the highlight for her. I mean, yeah, she's amazing. And I love her scene. Spoiler alert with like episode three when she's talking with Sam. But I really love Emma as a character. I just feel like she's getting fucked every scene. I feel so bad for her. That whole penis scene was wild too. Yeah, like, that, Liam. I, it must have been another just actual like penis that they had built because. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Just you a saw bunch of too. There was like the the details to the penis was actually wild like some like small zits there's like some small like thin hairs coming out of like a little bit far it's still like crazy it's wild they don't they're not cowards in any no. sense of the word they show everything the way that it probably is in real life realistic and how it would actually go down loved it i loved that she just kept kicking them in the nuts too like every second she was just like punching them a little bit extra harder uh it was so good and Liam, man, that actor. God, God, I feel bad for yeah, that's when he gets into the office and he reads his script. He's like, What do I really have to say this shit? <laughs> Is this the biggest dick you've ever seen? Say it. Say, say it. it. But She's overall, like, uh, yeah, whatever. I think it is. She's overall, great. I fucking love Emma, Emma. Yeah. I loved a lot of these characters, honestly. Like the only ones I really didn't like were like we were meant to hate, you know, like I obviously don't like the Dean Brinks was a dick, but like every of the main characters that we met, like Andre, Kate, I loved every single one of them. Even Luke, even though he was like kind of had that crazy moment towards the end. I thought all of them were amazing. 
Luke is like super likable too. Um, he has a moment with Marie later this episode where Marie finally does go out with uh, all like the top rankers and they're kind of like on that scaffolding and Luke goes over to just talk to her and kind of console her. That was the first time she really opened up and told the truth about her parents. And then Luke says, you know, I had a brother too. And he even confides a little bit in her. So he was like a super nice guy. He was always smiling and super welcoming for being like the number one golden boy. I'm just ex- expecting like a prick. Like oh, I, I was the Gara same way, Paul. Or like something like that. <laughs> no, I think, I feel like the boys is always like the stronger characters. I felt like in the boys have always been more of like dicks. Like obviously Homelander is like the peak of that. And I was just kind of also under the assumption that golden boy was going to be just corrupted dickhead as well. But this scene, I opens saw it up. some Homelander ticks in golden boy <laughs> but I mean, i'm not you... sure how long he would have lasted as the golden boy no you're right sure. you're absolutely right but like he got it's kind of like the same situation as homelander like he was raised like in the woods well i mean obviously homelander wasn't raised in the woods particularly but like him specifically had a fucked childhood and that's obviously that's just going to lead him down a dark path eventually when he has all these enemies you know so I'm sorry. Who were you saying was Luke? In- Luke, like Luke, was not raised in the woods. He was he not? Had- I thought they said no, he came I- from the woods. Okay, so I guess we can talk about that. I thought mm-hmm. we were led to believe that Luke was not aware of the woods, and he was lied to that his brother committed suicide in Red River, and then was secretly moved into the woods. So I don't think Luke was privy to the existence of the woods until the end which is why he immediately confronted brink with the the hug of death i don't know what you want to call that but <laughs> no, that was an awesome scene yeah no paul yeah i don't know i i guess i didn't know how to take it because it seems like they had so many different scenes with luke going in to talk to sam in that cell and it was kind of hard to to really know what was going on because luke you know, first episode, he's talking, oh, I had these dreams about well, these random woods again. I don't know what that means. Um, so it, he really did kind of seem oblivious to it. But then all of a sudden he gets called to help calm Sam down in that one scene later on. So it's really confusing. Hope I, I kind of like the flashbacks that we keep getting of him and how they're revealing more and more of the story. So hopefully we, I love his actor. So hopefully we get more of him. So just for clarity, a lot of those, like when he was talking Sam down, when he was having that spaz out, he was at Red River facility then, which Luke was aware he was being there for schizophrenia, I believe. So it was still under wraps, but he was unstable. So they would, you know, let Luke go there. But then they lied to him. Thus, the flashback of him crying, asking Kate to like, okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So don't think he knew about the woods until he went crazy in the end that makes sense okay okay no yeah yeah i'm uh i'm with you now i was not getting that but that does really make a lot because there were so many scenes where luke was like yeah i had a brother or like you know he thought he really did lose his brother and he was genuinely sad so Mm. that clears that up but him ripping off that dude's arms during practice i was (laughs) like holy shit did he just kill a student and all of a sudden they like reattach or whatever because I guess that's that dude's powers, which it was crazy looking, but it was really cool at the same time. And like, again, good guy, Luke, he was like, hey, man, good job. Good fight out there. today. Mm-hmm. You'll get me next time, dude. Yeah. Whoever the two were that were just casually 
bringing his arms back to his body, like <laughs> laughing, chuckling to each other. I thought he legitimately ripped his arms off and everyone in the stands was like clapping. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is dark. And then they reattached the arms. Like, okay, we're good here. We're good here. Golden boy yeah. fighting was awesome. I will say yeah. that. What and Emma's Emma talking about him. She was like, yeah, hey, this is a social event. And like I heard uh, when he flames on his clothes, don't stay. So you can see his uncut like meat. Like uh, <laughs> it's he's uncut because yeah. he- my mouth on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I love Emma. Oh god, yeah, she's, she's great. She, she was cracking funny. me up. Yeah. Her power sucks. I mean, she has to vomit to get small and then eat mm-hmm. food to get normal size. And like, of course, her overbearing mother is like, you look one or two inches shorter. Shut up, mom. <laughs> but the mom is so similar to Starlight's mom from all the parents oh, yeah. suck, yeah. man. All the parents are like the absolute worst human beings. Well, you gotta remember all the parents made the decision to shoot mm. them as a baby full of compound V, so it makes sense they would They're just like let's continue pageant, to be horrible. Pageant moms and parents. So let me ask this question then. Um, so Andre's dad obviously was polarity and was a superpower. So are we to believe that Andre was like like he was born a soup rather than given V. That's what I I don't know, actually. I, I really don't know. Maybe they both were shot up with V and maybe they both got the same power. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that a storyline from the boys that like Ryan was the first natural born soup? I don't think soups can be born like that. Yeah. Com- commonly. Yeah. So, so I so I think Polarity would have decided to remember. shoot Andre up with V. Yeah, Probably Polarity should. was shot up when he was a kid, and then he shot up his son, I guess. Okay. When he was a kid as well. All right, that makes sense. But yeah, Polarity's dad, Polarity, I guess, the father is just a dick. Like, he should, Polarity knows about all this stuff and then is still forcing his son to just like to succumb to it. everything and just go through it all. And it's like, and he keeps saying, like, I'm doing this for you. And it's like, you're not. You're just, you're the, not. You're not. But caught I love, up in the system. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that relationship, but I'll, my comment on Andre is I love Andre too. He was honestly a great character for me. Him and Jordan yep. were my two personal favorites, to be honest. Um, I just think Andre, like his powers are really cool. I think he's just a, te- what is that called? Sorry. Tele- uh, telekinesis. Telekinesis. Telekinetic. Yeah. Right. Is that what it is? Some things yeah. I've read is that it's metal. He's like a metal bender. Just okay. uh, like kind of Magneto, I guess. I mean, his so name's I'm not, Polarity. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. His name's Polarity, so I guess that would be like magnetism and stuff like that. Um, his power so is may- sweet. Maybe it is just metal. It's hard to tell. I'm trying to think back and th- everything that he touched and moved. Oh, the first one that we saw really was when we saw this student running away, and he had you know the uniform on, like he was coming from a hospital, and we saw Andre like pull the dumpster so again that was metal so it checks out and marie also got involved oh and the coin so yeah it's totally metal because that's obviously what it was the the bird that he killed the woman with was the quarter Mm -hmm. so we can talk about that scene too because that's just classic boys i really didn't think that they didn't like seem that fucked up to me it just was an honest mistake but it's just they always are on these drugs and it just yeah. paints them in a worse light. Like, I genuinely think Andre was like a good person. He didn't seem, I mean, he was definitely drunk, like when he's going over to the girl and stuff, but that wasn't like the drugs didn't cause him to miss mishap. That was the person bumping into him. I'm not trying to like paint him to be this good guy, but I'm just I saying, think, like, 
end of the day, the overarching issue is like the trivialness with which soups yeah, just use their use powers, their powers yeah. around regular humans because mm-hmm. there's going to be collateral damage, especially if you're like getting fucked up while you're using your powers. But I was hyped that Marie was actually able to find some like good and resourcefulness with her powers when the girl was bleeding out because like we had she said before. Rolling. Yeah, rolling I mean, on Molly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she did it while rolling on Molly. So good for mm-hmm. her for unlocking that part of it. But I genuinely we had only seen her really use it in like not very good manners and it like And her blood too. Yeah, and it's her like. blood. So it was well, cool seeing this aspect of it. That's a lie, I guess. I'm thinking um in the opening scene she uses her blood to kill her mom, but then and her then mom's, mom's blood, blood killed the dad blood, as well, yeah. too. So but I love yeah, seeing her wild. light up with how she felt like she was actually for once doing some good. So that was like a touching moment for me. But it sucked that the consequences were that she had to get, quote unquote, thrown under the bus. I was going to take us to Brink because I haven't really talked about Brink. And that was a crazy scene. Brink obviously yeah. being the professor who has been molding both Jordan and Golden Boy, grooming them to go into the seven. Him just like being like, oh, you did a great job. Sometimes being a hero is about sacrifice, Marie. <laughs> and then he just drops the boot and you're the one that's going to have to sacrifice here. Yeah. Even though you saved the life, I can't let the public know that our star children just ran away when someone was bleeding out. So you understand it felt very uh, Ashley or Stillwell like talking to the deep at Vault Tower. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 100%. Uh, everyone's corrupt it's it's crazy like i did not see it coming at all his delivery was so deadpan like his his tone didn't shift when he was like and that's why you're going to be expelled yeah (laughs) that was crazy and jordan whenever they switch between the guy and girl it's so cool it's just a a really cool concept and i think this opening scene with brent coming out and shooting him was they originally the girl and then he pulled the gun out to shoot because I think the guy is more defensive. Like when, when Jordan was fighting Luke at the end of this, mm. every time Luke attacked, Jordan would go to the guy form to take the punches ah. and he could like really tank it. And then they would swap to the female version and then she would have like the offensive like projectiles and shit like that. So I you're think she was like the offensive one. You're so smart. I did not catch on to that. I was like, I genuinely thought it was like, just every anytime they took damage or like an absurd amount of damage, it caused them to switch. But you're absolutely right. When I'm thinking back on the fight, mm-hmm. it was defensive was the male. And then the, the female was the one kicking at dude. That was that power was so cool. Yeah. I loved Jordan. Jordan was, was like one of my favorites. I don't know. Yeah. Anybody watches Hell's Paradise, too, uh, or reads it, you kind of get into that a little bit, which is crazy. Um, but I think that was the whole point of Brink coming out with the gun and then pulling the trigger. And he's like, well, look at that quick draw, because jordan switched from the female to male version to take the bullet shot if they didn't i guess brink would have just fucking killed the yeah, student but I whatever so. he's a crazy yeah, motherfucker they're skin. keeping jordan He'll just pull it out it would just like sting a little bit <laughs> now nah, he was keeping jordan uh you know a little on their toes a little bit just testing them still i but agree I f- though uh very cool power that they have i feel bad for jordan though because obviously we know brinks to be behind the scenes some some crazy scientist who's who's probably corrupt in some way and i just feel like jordan is so genuine and like is just trying to do their best and like looks up to brinks but i feel like they're gonna find out very soon that brinks was not a good person they're gonna have to make some like 
very desperate decision on whether they want to, you know, keep respecting Brinks or saving the ones that they're, you know, they're friends, basically. What do you well, guys... matter now? Because he's dead. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's fried up. Uh, what did you guys think of Kate and her power? She's so badass. OP. OP. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Vampire Diaries? That's compulsion. It is the best power ever. Like, it's so practical. She just touched the bartenders. Like, give me the best bottle of vodka you have just because mm-hmm. her friend's having a bad day. And I think um, it was amazing. Translucent vodka is what they gave. Oh, was it? No <laughs> That's, that is a good touch. I think it's just so funny how they constantly are just like, they have to make everything like super related. It's like when, uh, when Jordan was a kid, they smacked another person over the head with a noir lunchbox. Like it, they couldn't just say lunchbox. Like it had to be a no- yeah. black noir lunchbox. You know, it's, I would kill runs. for a mocha noir right now. Yeah, mocha noir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also Vada Burger sounds banging. Yeah, yeah. Vada Burger. I'd have one. I'd have a burger, dude. How about fucking what is it, Harper? The one random girl that just keeps popping up, and she's yeah. like asking for a selfie. And Andre and Marie were kind of like getting into it for a second. Um, and Marie like walks off and Harper like slaps the one girl with the tail. Maybe Harper has a tail. I can't remember. But she, she's just like slaps. She's like, oh, you're such a cunt, Harper. Yeah. <laughs> just like you guys, you guys. That's exactly what they sound like. That's exactly what best me and my friends sound like sometimes to each other, especially at college. I was just cracking up that they had that in there because this- I was... It was so funny. The social media aspect is definitely like if there was a soup college, like social media already is dominant and just like regular people's school. I feel like even at soup college, like that shit would be rampant because they're all like they're trying to do here. They're trying to boost themselves, their egos, their numbers and get a bigger following of support so they can just endorse themselves over. So some people might find it annoying, I guess, the overexposed like amount that they're showing with the social media. I think it is mm-hmm. a realistic part of the show, to be honest. And kind of going along with that, how do you guys feel about the ranking system, which is oh, I would be part so of the, yeah, part of I the algorithm it. is your social media presence, for lack of better term. But mm-hmm. I I love the rankings. Honestly, you're in the top ten. It's Golden great. Boy was just like living at number one. Like yeah. he dies, it shakes stuff up. I love the rankings. It feels like a fucking anime, man. Yeah, it feels so it's so good, and and it's such a cool aspect to it of how the people perceive you because that's why Marie is in there because she's killing Twitter right now. That was yeah. not because she's super good with her powers like Golden Boy. It's because everybody loves her. So it's really so cool realistic aspect. because I I mean, if I went to that school, I would 100% be aiming for the number one spot. Like catch me trying to definitely be in the top 10. Yeah. I get um, me try harder. They didn't. Yeah. Have I would totally be try harding in there. Dude. Okay. So I, I think the last thing about this episode that I just needed to talk about was Golden Boy's going off. Jordan's there to fight him. And the slow motion, fiery dick punch was oh, yeah. absolute <laughs> money. Uh, and yeah. he just, and Luke's grimacing face afterwards, too. I, I just love this show so much. I thought they that was going to be his one glaring weakness was like his exposed penis. And like Jordan had found it. And I was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to swing things in our favor now. Yeah. Peel back the foreskin and hit him right where it hurts. That fight scene was great, though. I think Jordan did a great job of displaying their power to being able to go up against toe-to-toe with number one. Sucks that they obviously didn't get the credit, but I thought we got some great choreographed fights here from the boys, as always, and 
the ending scene, I was just sitting there with my jaw open. Like, I just thought he was going to fly off for a second. I didn't really think he was going to kill himself. And when he blew himself up, I was just, of course, just immediately next episode going right into it. I thought he was going to fly into the sun, honestly. <laughs> Icarus. Yeah. yeah. And a good showing for Andre being the one to talk him down off the oh, rampage yeah. and make him just like realize, nah, at this point, I just got to yeah. take care of myself there. But the words that came out of his mouth were really good. And then he also gave the final message. Uh, Your dad has it. Right. Which was mm-hmm. very cryptic, of course, for us at the time. Just a little thing when Brinks is telling Luke that he's going to be in the seven um, he's like, would you take Maze or Starlight's old room? It's just cool again, cool little detail, yeah. wrapping in the old seasons into it. Um, and just kind of the whole drafting process too, like A Train, the opening scene, A Train getting drafted yeah. from Godolkin oh, into so the cool. seven. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to thank God, God and his powers above. Bless me. <laughs> I was I was cracking up. It's um, funny too because they had like cities below the draft board too. It was like you could see like ATL Philly was on there. Like it was pretty fun. It was like a legitimate draft. I was like, this is yeah. this is great. Well, I, I think someone mentioned that like you know ninety percent of the soups at the university don't amount to much and are just money makers for vault. But someone said you're chasing like the five city charters, so those might have been like the cities that okay. were drafting to be like yeah. city guardians, and That's then the sick. seven is the big ticket item. That's the one. 101 yeah. baby if you're the 101 off the board you just you're automatically in the seven it's like when deep got rerouted to ohio and he it was like yeah. last in the draft pretty much <laughs> like that's not where you want to be so pretty much uh, golden boy would have been uh b john robinson pretty much yeah, yeah right. uh, do, do you think they have fantasy soups oh like, i would be i'd be all over the fantasy vault or whatever <laughs> fantasy vault leagues that'd be awesome i don't even know what it would be but that would be cool yeah. Um, anything else in episode one before I give the episode two summary real quick? Nope. Give it I'm here, good. Malfoy. Give, give it, it a... here, Malfoy. Good one, crap. Uh, all right. Episode two. We get Ashley in the very beginning, which is awesome. She's ripping into Dean Shetty. And Dean Shetty's like, you know, how many suicides did I have when, you know, v... they found out compact. Pound Compound v was v. from the I parents. Think, yeah. I was just cracking. Come on. Like, I barely had any suicides. Just a wild. You have wild one now. Had one yeah. Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then we get other aftermath of the whole Golden Boy incident, um, including Marie skyrocketing to be ranked number eight in the university. First freshman to be in the top 10. This actually got her a big interview going forward. We have a vigil for Brink. Marie and Andre are now viewed as the heroes who saved everyone from Luke. And they didn't include Jordan in all this at all. Um, and the reasoning was because places like Texas and Fort Lauderdale, Florida won't be cool with the gender swapping soup. And it just it's fucked I up, mean, but it's it, real. It's, it's fucked up, but yeah, it's like people will not watch just because they don't like that one aspect. And Vault's all about making money. Andre reveals that Luke whispered something to him, like Dave was just talking about at the very end, and later finds a phone in the statue of his dad going right into his junk. Um, Emma has an acting class assignment, which leads to her biggest secret about her power coming out to the entire school. We were talking about that. She has to purge in order to shrink. Shetty is now acting as Marie's therapist. And eventually they go to the interview. 
Um, Shetty is kind of there as backup. And Marie follows the script that they gave her exactly. She doesn't go off the wall. Yeah, They're, she lost brownie points for me there. Yeah. Awesome points. Um, the very end of this is Andre Bell's on the interview and goes to Brink's office instead. He ends up barely not getting caught by these armored soldiers going in to clean out Brink's office, the same thing they did to Luke. They cleaned out Luke's dorm. And as he follows them, they see that they kill a janitor brutally just because the janitor caught him. <laughs> they were about to die. Andre was about to die because they had that special hearing and that they had that device that really just takes them down and incapacitates them. There you go. <laughs> I got it. Kate at the very end comes in to save and Kate, I love that Kate doesn't do something simple. She's like, you're going to get your flashlight. You're going to go up to that guy, get him to suck on it. And then you're going to like, she's, <laughs> I love her. I love that. She does that too. She takes the time. Yeah. I believe I, she called it a chocolate starfish. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is the medical definition. I'm pretty yeah. sure of the beehole. Um, Tom's but, can't confirm. Yeah. Yeah. But we also get the downside of her power again. It was, she calls it pushing. Instead of compulsion or pelling, she calls it pushing. And she ended up having a seizure at the very end here. Again, Just, thank God they released three episodes because I had to know. Yeah, I was again fully just into the show at this point. I mean, I, I watched all three and then like back to back to back, absolutely with no regrets. Loved every second of it. Just wish we had episode four, but can't be too greedy. But another solid overall episode. A lot to cover here, I guess. Um, the first one I guess I'll bring up is like I kind of just hinted at is Marie definitely lost some brownie points for me by taking all the credit at the end there. I was really hoping she would have given my girl slash boy Jordan some love there, but did not do that. So Marie took a little a bit response. of a hit in my polls a little bit. So it wasn't she, crazy about her. She had a good response to Jordan saying like, hey, you rejected me and all that shit. And this is your fault. All right. I'm just taking what they give me. And, you know. Yeah trying to make a name yeah it kind of sounded like she was planning on telling the truth too and then yeah. she, uh Haley miller uh blindsided her with the question about her sister or that they reached out for comment and she said she wanted nothing to do with her and then that seemed to just flip the switch well it took like 45 seconds but eventually she decided follow the script i got nobody to lean on but myself and she kind of explains herself in episode three so i don't think she lost that much who do you think was lying? Do you think Haley was lying about bringing up the sister thing? Or do you think it was Shetty lying to Marie about it? I think Shetty was lying just to derail but, her. So you do think the sister actually just doesn't want anything to do with her, which yeah. would make sense to me. We didn't even reference that, but the sister is alive. She was the one that saw Marie kill the parents back in the day and they got separated. And obviously Annabeth. she wants nothing to do with her. Her What's her name? Annabeth, I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure where I'm leaning, but what I will say is I don't really trust Shetty at all. No, definitely well, not. If Annabeth, do you think she got shot up with V2 and maybe she's just a late bloomer? So there, there's a chance I was thinking maybe Annabeth is stuck in the woods or something and getting tested on. Oh my God. Paul that with the theories. The theory, Paul with yeah. the theories always. Love it. And then I, I just know. me agreeing with you again. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me. Yeah. Um. I thought the opening to this with Ashley just ripping into Shetty and was like, I have $45 million worth of Golden Boy merch. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this now? Um. And then talking about Marie polling well. And they were talking about how Marie is so perfectly imperfect. 
that everybody can like like her and enjoy her. So it's just all again branding. My it's last crazy. comment on Haley is that I thought she looked identical to Starlight. Did you guys think that too? I thought her and Aaron Moriarty looked so similar. She's like an older version of her. <laughs> not really. I don't no, know. I was not thinking. I guess. That. Uh, okay, I'm crazy then. Also, Ashley was like, "Is the woods to blame for this?" So Ashley knows about the woods, and it's just like a big vault thing, I guess. I want to go back to Kate's power again because you brought up the the last scene, but there's another scene here at the memorial where she has Rufus go to the yeah. take a baseball bat to his nuts every single day and yell out Jumanji. <laughs> just again, I, you're right, Paul. The way she uses her powers is so fucked up, <laughs> but it's just so it's creative at the end of the day it's fucking creative it's phenomenal it's always entertaining and i always love how the person's like all right yeah sweet i'll do that and they're like happy about it too yeah it sounds like a great idea because when the guard shows up at the very end too and she's talking about i'm like what is this woman guard talking about and then kate slides in and just touches the guy like yeah okay that makes sense i had absolutely no idea what was going on (laughs) but they really killed it um we also got a short list of the top 10 number ranked in the school mm-hmm. we see that marie got eight but going down from number one we had andre as number one and i'm just going to rattle off some names that don't really mean anything right now but just something to look out for we had mason finister tyler oppenheimer which is just funny because mm-hmm. of great movie. Know, <laughs> great movie vanessa haycraft the third jordan I- lee dropped down to five kyle crowler at six steve mccleese Marie Monroe at eight, Alexis Gorsh, and then Rich Smith at 10. So just I love the rank. If you guys uh, didn't get that far in My Hero Academia, but they have a ranking system at the school there. And the number Mm -hmm. one at My Hero Academia is just like the man, too. So just, yeah. And when they were doing this ranking system, I just couldn't help but think of that. Andre, Andre, big boy number one. And how about him looking at the rankings and then just reaching for the bomb? Yeah, it's just too much to handle. (laughs) But it's weird because. I feel like so he's shown that he and has said that he doesn't want it. But I feel like someone had mentioned to him, maybe it was his father or like another friend who was like deep down, or it was Jordan. I'm pretty sure at one point says like deep down, you really wanted this. Like, what uh, do you guys Kate. think? It, it was, was a Kate. Kate. Deep down, yeah. there's a hero in there. I mean, I think in this instance in particular, it's he's realizing he is ascending to number one because golden boy just blew up in the air. So like, he can't accept that fact and like celebrate mm. it without acknowledging that. So he's like, ah, kind of fuck this. This yeah, doesn't really feel friend. like I thought it was supposed to be. And as we know, that was like his really good friend as well. Oh, too. Yeah, so absolutely. definitely hard to take. Is this reading too much into it? But Andre, when he was reaching for the bong, he also reached for his white lighter. Is that oh, he's cursed? He's yeah. fucking cursed. No way. Was it actually a white lighter? It was a purely just white that's lighter. So funny. And of course, I, you would notice that too. <laughs> I don't know if that's foreshadowing, but oh. white lighters are bad luck. Uh, so he might die later. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone hasn't heard the white lighter theory, Bob Marley, all these crazy like Kurt deaths. Cobain, of, I, think I think Kurt Cobain had a white lighter. So yeah. Hmm. Just if you guys haven't heard that theory before. Um, what else do I have here? Just again, parents just being dicks. Polarity, not a fan of him. What is this dude on uh, crutches? What is his name? Oh, is it's he's... literally social media Jeff. Like that's he what it is, is on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> he sees Marie and he's like, "Yes, Queen. Like, do your thing. Like, I don't know. Do your. Yeah. I don't know. He's so awkward, but like trying to be like 
progressive and he's and just someone I, exactly who i would picture would be the social media like advisor of the school like he that is just exactly what i would imagine them to be like he was really funny and then um i think his name in the show is adam work in the uh acting class the, yeah the glasses he was the uh, director the best. <laughs> so funny. he's like how the fuck did i get here <laughs> yeah. he's like get my car immediately is this my coffee run like i need to get out of here but and what did he do he got fired because he showed his dick to somebody yeah, he flashed and... it yeah it oh so... my god that was amazing well we had so many good names too like courtney fortney was that her fucking name like the one i think so i think it was yeah does she have clothes does she have clothes oh she's got it going okay get the get the rack courtney fortney and social media jeff together are just phenomenal yeah perfect and then we also learned about like the whole interviews like a script and you know there's it goes in line with everything that starlight realized when she got to that level like everything is a joke the one thing of course emma in this episode i think this is where uh she yeah gets fucked over by justine with the reveal of like how she actually gets small and again i'm just feeling bad for emma man she's oh man she was getting all those hate comments on her youtube videos you know last episode before yeah. liam texted her and like all that shit and getting to sad and then liam rejects her right here for some other girl um so that was all fucked up yeah i just feel horrible for emma and i love the fact that she like loves queen mave she wants to do queen mave scenes like she has a queen mave sticker on her bong mm -hmm. she like idolizes her and um it's weird because we know queen mave from like the real queen mave's perspective and sometimes we forget like the people actually do really love them yeah. and put them in that light so this girl, Justine, who winds up uh, spilling the beans about the truth behind her power, I don't know if I hate her or not, because I can't tell if she's just dumb and really didn't know that she was like spilling a secret. I think it's because one of the she, she did have like a genuine heart to heart with her and was being a good friend. And it didn't seem like she was just leveraging all that to attain a secret so she could put it out. Like, I think she is just an idiot. It was just like, oh, I thought I was sharing your experience. I think she's just socially just, yeah, like oblivious to things. Like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I still hate her. I'm like on Paul's team. I still hate her. But at the end of the day, I think she genuinely was trying to apologize to her. But this is just like in as the old people would say, like this generation only cares about, you know, yeah, social media and stuff. And so she, she was probably just so engulfed in in social media that she just was just her way of apologizing but i i hate her hate her so yeah i much. hate her but i think she genuinely emma, is trying emma goes in to confront her about it and she's like you're being really intense about this and dramatic it's like dude shut the fuck up did you describe to me what she was doing she, uh when emma confronted her she yeah. was the cameraman for emma's <laughs> social post of her licking the tip of her tail yeah. Which was she was like, yeah, just go for it. Come on. I, <laughs> it's just so weird. But yeah, I mean, you're going to get views if you fucking post that. So of course they would. So weird. Also, like we got the, the news report about like the parents are hiding in their house. But what are they hiding from? What happened in that house to raise a killer? And it's like, dude, of course, like there's just, just how the news portrays everything and how they can twist everything to just, yeah. of course, their son died. They don't want to talk to anybody in the news. Like it's ridiculous. There is the therapy session we could talk about. I feel like that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. Shetty is really just trying to be this person that 
pushes Marie and like gets her to be the perfect soup for the spotlight, but is also, I don't know if she's like manipulating her and like only getting her to realize the things that would benefit Shetty. Um, but it, it honestly did seem like there was some relationship relationship there because they went and shared like a few meals together and everything. Is this the episode she mentions she has a dead daughter? That's the beginning of next episode. But if, if you want to mention your comment now with it. Well, okay. yeah, that that's really all we know at this point, but it can't be nothing. I mean, that has to mm. come into play at some point, And maybe that's part of why she's taking such an interest in Marie. It seems a little odd, though. I feel like she's definitely going to be the like a victim in the sense that I feel like she maybe gave her kid V. It didn't work out for their kid. And now she's trying to like compensate by like adopting other people and controlling them to make herself feel better about, you know, what she did to her child, I guess, potentially. That's just a long shot of a theory. We have no idea of anything about her, but side note, I am dying to see uh Victoria Newman's kid that she shot up with V. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Can't Definitely. wait. And side note. Yeah. I'm still hoping she got a shitty power. Like diabolical. Diabolical, um, yeah. They did have the one where it was all the super rejects that had the shitty powers. And the orphanage because they all killed their parents. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to Marie, that's an actual thing. Like these mm -hmm. soups, orphan soups are actually there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the brutality that these armored guards just killed the janitor with at the very end. Like, do we assume it's like Dolkin, it's or it's Vault, or is Vault not involved? Like, I, Vault, I don't know. We know Vault's involved because Ashley, Ashley confirmed it. So, I, I mean, Vault has to be very involved with Godolkin University in general, I think. I think it's mainly like the, the hierarchy, like the top people at Godolkin probably know what's going on behind the scenes. But there are probably like a majority of the, the professors, I would say, probably don't know what's happening. The dean is obviously aware of what's going on because she does visit Sam. We see. Yeah, and that's a horrible visit. I mean, it ends with them just literally nailing something through Sam's spine, and she just kind of diabolically says, every time you try to leave, you hurt yourself. So fucked yeah. up. Yeah, She's not shitty. a fan of her. She's definitely, I love to hate on her. She, her actor her actor is definitely killing it. Um. Yeah, and then the only other thing that we kind of glossed over was Andre going to his dad's statue, getting the phone oh, yeah. that Golden Boy left him, of course, right in his dad's junk. Mm -hmm. he, it couldn't have been anywhere else, like his knee or his thigh. It had to be his I'm junk. Freudian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Kate. Kate. Kate really is funny. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, so uh we see that what what oh, it was the video of Luke confessing. Yes. If you see this, th things went sideways. I needed to do what it was. Blah, My blah, brother's blah. alive, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Which really Just... caused him to go and search into Prink's office. Yeah. And Andre is obviously, he's having internal struggle of whether he wants to follow through with this or just follow his dad and just, you know, just ignore all of this. But of course, he wants to be a hero. We, we've seen that. And he says that multiple times. And that's another reason why I love Andre so much. It's like we can tell he's a genuine person. And so he chooses, he's right now choosing to follow and redeem golden boy over his career path of becoming potentially number one and in the seven yeah i thought that uh the scene where he's searching brink's office was great i was not expecting the guards to come in right at that second and that kind of we already talked about the scene where kate bails him out from the uh hearing 
tool that the guards yeah. had. Yeah, whatever it was. I can't think of words. But <laughs> another cliffhanger to this episode was Kate passes out from using her power. And I was like, there is no way they are killing off Kate when she just saved the day. I know. Um, but luckily, I could press play on episode three. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon, for giving us the first three episodes. You know, that is a really good format. The dump three episodes and then week to week. I, I yeah. like it. It also works well for our podcasting format yeah, too. I really feel like does. it does. Yeah, get us hooked and then keep us coming back weekly. It's a it's a good formula. Yeah. Um. So if we are done with episode two, jumping into the quick summary of episode three um we got a flashback of luke checking in on sam um kate was there ended up being kate's dream slash memory which causes her to wake up and andre is there who's taking care of her somehow this leads to them banging which this is luke's best friend and luke's girlfriend banging like two days after they died emotions were flaring you know this happens in shows there's chemistry there too there is I mean, yeah. I, it's definitely a little too soon. I would agree with you, definitely. But <clears throat> there is chemistry. Uh, Marie and Shetty are sharing more, even more meals together, and they're getting closer and closer. They decide to go to Brink's fundraiser together. We'd learn a bit more about Andre's dad, a.k.a. Polarity here, and how much he really is pushing for Andre. Students of parents are coming to visit for the fundraiser, including Jordan's parents and Emma's mom. A lot happens at the fundraiser with plenty revealed, including that Emma and her mom don't have the best relationship. Her mom's pushing her in a direction she doesn't want to go. Classic. Same with Jordan and their father. And we also learned that Shetty has been using Marie to get donations and funding. So Marie does feel used. Uh, Andre tells his dad everything that's going on and the mention of the woods. Polarity tells him to be quiet and never speak of it. So he does know of it. Uh, Marie ends up revealing the truth behind her parents to Jordan and Kate. And finally, Andre recruits Emma to try and scout out Sam's location in the woods, which she successfully does. And she makes a she makes a plan with Sam before the alarm goes off and fully armored guards come in. So uh, I think just because of how each episode is better than the one previous Episode three was my favorite. I thought there was so much going on here. I love this one. I mean, the opening was great of we get the flashback, like you said, and Sam gets tased, doesn't like that too much, punches him right through the gut and through his mouth. And I'm just sitting there like, I love this content, baby. I fucking love this show. <laughs> Emily just walks in. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's Gen V. It's like, you know, the same universe as the boys. And that happened. And she was like, yeah. This is definitely the boys. This is definitely the boys show. <laughs> and of course, like they give it a, a second to have screen time to just have this lifeless bodyguard with just a fist coming out of his mouth. And it's just the corpse. And I'm just it's like, why are you doing this to me? You're just you're, you're hurt. You're hurting my eyes. But it's so great. I love it. The boys has always done a good job of just getting right to the action and then not holding any punches. And through three episodes of Gen V, that's what they've been doing. But definitely this episode had a couple of those just iconic the boys type moments i mean not to spoil the end but emma crawling through that guy's ears was yeah. just yeah. absurd Insane. um speaking of you know crazy iconic boys moments we got sam in the splashback walking past the door of course the most recognizable love sausage poking yeah. out the window that huge rope that he calls it part of his body <laughs> 
He is the most recognizable penis in television history. I would say yes. (laughs) That's something to be proud of, too, Love Sausage, if you're hearing this. Closely followed up by Golden Boy and his glowing member. (laughs) It's close. So many penises to talk about, but I love that. I love the boys because of all the dicks, man. <laughs> they yeah. they don't show or they don't hide away from anything. There's so much to talk about. I feel like in the banquet because we get like the introduction to all the parents, and again, just gonna shit on all of them. They're all terrible people. Like Jordan Lee's mm. father just refuses to identify Jordan as both male and female. Just only sees him as his son so stubborn and then emma's mom just forcing her to just come out and just do an entire tv show about her quote-unquote eating disorder which to her is not an eating disorder it's literally her power so why do people keep yeah, refer- yeah it's just Courtney, i just feel Courtney so bad it's like yeah I, I want real pain you know i want real emotion and emma's like why can't it be inspirational and they're like nah nah, nah fuck that it's your eating disorder it's not your superpower nope can't be in painted the real in a nice world. Light. Everyone uses everybody. Yeah. Um, thanks, mom. Yeah. What great advice. Thanks. Emma storms off and says, My mom's the one that taught me how to purge, and then storms off. And Courtney's like, Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. You're going to have to get another room for all the awards we're going to win. Yeah. That's like a prime example of like how in this show, any negative that happens to anybody, like people just immediately are so quick to just make it like just take advantage of it and just jump on the opportunity to spin it in their own way it's just so fucked up jordan getting caught fucking like while her parents are like right at the door and the guy just (laughs) phases through the wall like what a great hookup buddy that would be to just walk right through the door and you could just fuck him at any moment that was so funny she was like if i if 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 the new rankings come out and she's higher than me (laughs) hold on i'm gonna come Okay, I'm gonna be and so then she goes right I'm gonna be so pissed. It. it was so funny. Uh, and he's like, I didn't finish. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Get out of there. One other small thing about the fundraiser. I thought it was so funny how difficult it was to pick a color for the ribbon. And they oh, were like yeah. naming everything. And social media, Jeff was just like, no, no, no. It's this Ain't and this. Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they finally ended up going with like blue with like an orange stripe going through. And yeah. It was great. I guess that was something unique. Okay, we already talked about this earlier, but this is when Shetty reveals to Marie that, oh, like, whatever that reporter said to you probably wasn't even true. We're kind of on the same page here that Shetty is just making this up to distract Marie. Um, I mean, there's a chance I really don't know where Annabeth is, but I think they do. I think she's in the woods. I think you're you're so good at just implanting these theories in my head. I'm just like, yes, because that just would make so much sense because like everyone knows about her sister. Like this wasn't like private information anymore. Like to her, like she didn't think anyone really knew about it. Brinks obviously was one of the first ones to like bring it up. Like that kind of threw her off. She's like, how do you know about this kind of thing? And now Shetty's doing the same thing. Like and she's like smirking when she's bringing it up. I'm like. 95 percent sure she knows about annabeth and where she is i'm like 15 (laughs) percent that she's in the woods she doesn't feel like a soup to me because i feel like the reason marie's powers manifested when she was 12 was because they were linked to her puberty obvious for you know obvious reasons Mm -hmm. um so the only reason that similar thing would happen with the younger sister is if she had the same power, which I guess is possible, but 
my read on the situation is that she's not a soup. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, Paul. I'm I mean, it does down make this theory. It does make sense that she wouldn't be a soup too, just because like if she what doesn't want anything forward. to do with her sister, like she would be more understanding. I feel like of her sister killing the parents if she was a soup, like knowing the like the responsibilities that it comes with having these powers kind of thing and i feel like she would be more willing to reach out to her if she did have power so i'm kind of supporting you a little bit b toms but i do obviously love the theory paul i still think there's obviously room for that theory to come through absolutely put it on the board put it on the board well we also got the loser popular girl coming up to emma to apologize for leaking her secret but then she's filming it because she's like yeah i want everybody to know how sorry i am again i think it's more of her like social ineptitude to not like read the room kind of thing i forgot about this scene this was a very bad look for her yeah uh, that she was filming. but i still feel like it was genuine though like it still felt genuine but i'm still gonna say she was she's a dick yeah she's still not to me but i could be wrong she really could just be like completely oblivious we also haven't seen her powers yet, correct? Maybe yeah. her powers are that she is successful for how stupid she is. <laughs> yeah. She's just very lucky. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, all right, what do we got? Board. We got that. <laughs> I really, 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 really like Kate because of this flashback with Golden Boy mm. when Luke just finds out about his brother he thinks his brother committed suicide and he tells Kate just like tell me to feel better like I don't want to feel like this and Kate looks at him and says like I think this is just something that you have to go through so really like her because of that I thought she was going to be like popular like like pissy like super stuck up but I actually really really like Kate a lot definitely love this scene for Kate absolutely agreed one little thing uh, obviously we know the props department is incredible here i think the wardrobe department's really really good as well just marie i i mean it could be a coincidence but like her red dress and her mm-hmm. red earrings with her blood power i mean her earrings did even look like drops of blood with the you know drop at the bottom the big red drop at the bottom so <laughs> i just love the way that they make every superhero unique I mean, I guess we kind of were talking about the gala itself. Did we want to highlight any of the parents in particular? I mean, I feel like Jordans are pretty cut and dry, not accepting of who he mm. actually is. His dad wanted him to just take the male form the entire time. Well, um, yeah, like the firstborn son aspect of it. And he keeps saying, you have a choice. You could be a boy if you wanted to. Um, and we did kind of get in the first episode, Jordan at the club. He just kind of walked away, switched and came back. And they're like, oh, you swapped. Why? And he was like, because I felt like it. So, you know, maybe he really just yeah. does feel uncomfortable eventually and someone wants, needs to switch or something <laughs> like that. So very you probably grow comfortable in, in the different skin, I guess, that they are. I just I love Jordan as a character. The powers are so cool and interesting and unique i just i think they're awesome if you had the ability to morph between both of them both would feel like home to you like mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean like both totally. would feel natural. yeah even if you were born a male at some point like this the fact that you're able to switch so often it would just become natural absolutely jordan doubles down on that they're like like i've always been me it doesn't matter like what i look like or who i am it's just always been me this leads us to the really nice scene between all the girls and then Andre comes in like they kind of all 
um, they all make love, make love. They all make up. They all make peace. Yeah, they all make up. And it was really good seeing because this felt like a kind of like an Avengers assemble moment. Like we have our squad now together and I mm. feel like they're all forced now to help out Emma, who's stuck in the woods right now. But this felt like a, a great like, OK, we got our squad. We know who we're hyped for. And we know who we're rooting for. Let's go. It's worth mentioning that Marie had had a separate kind of negative interaction with each of them previously in this episode. Um, Andre had reached out kind of for assistance with investigating Golden Boy. And she's like, honestly, man, you have your dad to back you up. I got nobody and I'm sorry about your friend, but I can't blow my shot. A similar interaction with Kate where she calls her out for not telling the truth in the interview. She's like, oh, yeah, shades of gray don't really sell like black and white. And Marie was just like, same thing. It's like, listen, you know, I'm sorry about your boyfriend and all, but I'm not trying to blow it with Vaught. I do not have the leverage to go against the script and blow my shot. I think these are all valid points, which is what I was kind of saying to Dave. The reason she didn't lose a lot of points with me when she just followed the script in the interview, but bringing it full circle, I'm glad given those interactions earlier that they had this kind of reconciliation at the end here, got their ducks in a row. And also Kate's story about how she discovered her powers. She just told her brother to get lost and never come back. Yeah. Oh my God. Terrible. Oh my God. And then her parents never like touched her ever again. That was just like the cherry on top for just sad backstory. Mm-hmm. It's her parents' fault though, at the same time. They don't yeah, like it's so up. annoying that these parents like keep blaming their kids for this when it's just all their fault in the first place. Like at least wait till they're of an age where they would want to decide if they want the responsibility of how having superpowers. I'm sure they would have said yes any well, most of them would have said yes anyway, but the fact that they're just doing it as infants who like again, it, it's just obviously it's an ethics thing, but that's was- part of the show. Also really great to get Marie coming clean with the backstory of her parents. You know, she was lying this whole time to everybody mm-hmm. saying like, oh, dad's still talking about it. All his pickup games. Um, but she finally loses it and explains to Jordan and Kate. Yeah, I killed my parents. It was a late bloomer. And that's why I suck. And I hate myself every day. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool. But, you know, it was great. We saw a little bit of deep. It was only on the TV <laughs> screen, but we saw him. Shouting out Brink. Brink's made me the man I am today. (laughs) I'm so so smart. That was hilarious. I miss deep. I I know. I'm ready for the boys to get back. I can't wait for it too, man. And then I guess Um, this is the final scene, right? That we'll have. Well, to jump back a little bit earlier, when Emma stormed out after talking to her mom, she went out to smoke Jay and Andre comes out and just puffs with her a little bit, gives a whole lowdown. Emma's totally in. I love Emma. She's like, yeah. all right, dude, whatever you say, you change your mind. I don't care. Yeah, sure. I'm in. I don't care. I'll do it. <laughs> if you say like jump how high. So Emma was in on it. Um, she totally sneaks in. She's like on like the food cart and everything too. And there's like a drumstick that like it's totally burned. And I'm like, what are they doing with this? It was just to open the food hatch. And yeah. Uh, keep it up, Betsy. So I just, I, the details. I don't know. The I details. absolutely she, love this show. When she's about to crawl under the door and she just looks back up at andre she's like i don't even know man i'm still so high yeah (laughs) she's She's like like, taking on this mission but now the the amount of character development how they very quickly kind of 
forced Emma to confront her biggest secret being spilled to the entire campus and then she turns around and next episode embraces the queen Maeve of it all when she Mm. is like offered this opportunity to do something genuinely heroic that's the type of person she is she's just been waiting for her shot to not be little cricket anymore and embrace the hero so I I love to see it for Emma I mean another cliffhanger here I don't know how she's gonna get out of it but I I love where this character's at her and Sam's chemistry too i mean mm-hmm. I, I love this conversation they're back and forth even in the very beginning when she's terrified and he's like are you real you're figment of my imagination here's a test what's my favorite movie and she's like oh, <laughs> you're a white guy so godfather star wars or shawshank redemption <laughs> i was cracking up because i was like she would have been right for me like shawshank's <laughs> yeah. the top three yep. i'm a star wars guy come on yeah of no. course of course those are three great movies we have yeah, to admit yeah. But the so, chem- you're right. The chemistry between them, I, it was so good. It was nice finally seeing Sam kind of like actually happy for once, you know, make a make a friend. Um, and then Sam being able to fulfill her her dream of wanting to be a hero, like B. Tom said, it was awesome. When Sam's getting tased and then he kind of like wakes up and then gets tased again, I was so pissed at that guard and I was so hyped that cricket like flew into his ear and i was like this is going to be gruesome yeah. isn't it and i thought she was going to expand like eat his oh, like earwax or something <laughs> like that and like expand that way now they've already given us uh, a death like that anyway so they're not true. they're not trying to repeat it that's true and they even have that line like she was doing all termite movies because she could shrink and yeah the one chick was like dude like we don't have to do that plus i think he od'd anyway and i was like yeah that was because butcher put him in a little coke bag and shook him up like yep od'd oh, god the continuity's fucking great and what else uh oh sam hitting on him a little bit is that what i was getting yeah pretty and all that you're pretty and fucking brave i was like all right we're shipping these two i'm in for this relationship 100 percent. the only bad part of this whole emma situation i think that she made was that she told sam that his brother luke sent her which yeah sam doesn't know that luke is dead so Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god when that comes out what is sam gonna do i was thinking that but indirectly, it is the truth because Luke left the video for Andre to find and Andre then bequeathed her with this mission. But yes, it. no, that is going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And taking a step back, I mean, Vault must know something about Sam, him just being insanely powerful if they're going to this lengths to like study him and keep him under wraps. So I'm excited to see what he's got going on. I want to see his powers. I feel like he's like subtly hint at it, hinted at it. Like obviously we've seen like him the super strength and everything, but there's I think there's definitely something more. I feel like there was something I didn't write it down in this conversation that he has with Emma that kind of implies that his powers a little bit. My thing was the whole thing was with Luke, he was hearing sam whisper in the back of his mind and also giving him a vision of like himself in the woods even though it was like a younger version of sam at least a professor professor x kind of thing going on here maybe yeah i was assuming that was sam because that's what luke thought it was so i think there's a little bit of maybe telepathy for sure yeah yeah and they keep referring to him like he was sent to i guess red river originally because they thought he was crazy but like do you think do you think he's actually going to be like schizophrenic? Like, I don't, I, I think that's obviously like a, a misdirection. So 
as we know, the boys universe pulls from actual comic book uh, superheroes to kind of parody them or portray them. There is an X-Men or an X-Men villain named Legion, who I'm not 100% sure how his power works, but he's like a one of the top tier X-Men. There's a, a word for it. It's like Sigma level X-Men. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's no, that you're right. Sigma um, level mutant, but he is one like of them. Cyclops is one of them too. Yeah. No, yep. Cyclops is a bitch boy compared to these guys. No, no, he's a, they're like, you're right. They're like S tier. Iceman's one. Iceman's yes, one. That is correct. Yeah. Like Phoenix. Yeah. Anyway, Legion is in this. Phoenix is another one, but Legion is in that class of superheroes and his powers kind of re- revolve around like super telepathy but also he was in a mental institute for exhibiting signs of schizophrenia multiple mm. personality disorder so i'm thinking that sam might be based loosely on this legion character and jimmy pa might be able to explain what <laughs> legion is more for us uh jimmy pa was not able to be on this episode but he should be rotating in as a host it's hard to say because i can't tell if he's like just a product of the environment like it's just that he keeps getting tortured so much and he's now kind of forced to believe that he's crazy or was he actually kind of uh, like mentally ill back in the day and they actually were trying to help him out that's just like one thing that i'm trying to look out for i guess in these upcoming episodes is his original original backstory i guess i mean maybe his power is actually fucking with his mind and i guess yes schizophren- that at, you're actually right like that just makes total sense like they keep saying he has schizophrenia it would make so much sense if it's not schizophrenia he's just hearing the thoughts of others or communicating with others just mentally all the time yeah yeah exactly so um <laughs> And really cool. And if that's a thing, no wonder. Go, uh, God, God, what the fuck is the university's name? God, you, baby. That's all I need. That's all God I remember. You. Yeah, God, you. All right, well, God, you or Vaught. No, no wonder they would want them because to be able to go into somebody's mind and like read their thoughts, that would be huge for Vaught to have in their back pocket. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that he is a hot commodity. I gotta read what Legion is. Legion is an Omega-level mutant who has dissociative identity disorder. Fundamentally, he has the ability to alter reality and time in a cosmic scale at will, but due to his multiple personalities, in practice, his abilities vary depending on the dominant personality. Each Mm. alter has different powers enabled by David's subconscious manipulations of reality. The core personality... Uh, does not generally manifest mutant abilities. So I'm wondering if his latent mm. powers are being held under wraps, I guess by his his Sam personality right now, but also that is exhibiting in extreme schizophrenia, whatever. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I was thinking of Moon Knight, uh, obviously, oh, yeah. just because of the per- personalities. Um, the only other thing I really wanted to touch on was Marie talking to Shetty and Shetty's like, oh, thank you. You saved my ass. And he's like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, I mean, there was no money coming in. We weren't getting any donations. And now, you know, you you helped me. Like, thank God you you were you and the media eat you up. And she has the line, like saying sarcastically to Shetty, Marie is like, I'm glad I could be useful to you. And Shetty's like, oh my God, it's so useful. Um, excuse me real quick. I gotta go do this. So I'm hoping that that relationship between Marie and Dean really does stop. It's like broken now and going forward, Marie's going to want to distance herself for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of where, yeah, she ended up, Marie ended up with Kate and Andre and Jordan. Um, 
I'm hoping they try to go free Emma out. I don't know exactly what's going to go on, but yeah, huge cliffhanger here. Like you would think it'd be so easy for four soups to kind of just run through the woods here. But again, that like ear contraption yeah. that they have is just, it balances the playing field so well in, yeah. in favor of like non soups. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really good design here. They got precautions. Yeah. Um, Anything else on this episode before we do a little fave character segment? Um, mm. Just real quick, what is your favorite character so far that could be, you know, who are you most excited to see going forward or who is just your favorite character in general? I'm going to go first so you guys can't take her, Emma. Damn. I fucking love <laughs> nice. Emma, man. She is so funny. She's so good. She's always down to party. And, you know, she's a good friend, even uh, even if she is take it for granted sometimes especially by marie but they made up so they're they're good now they hugged on the toilet yeah they squashed that beef out that was that was yeah. funny too that, that scene. was good good friend um, scene i'll go i'll, I'll go. go yeah uh, fine. no i'm stuck. like i want the same guy you i'm no, no i'm actually stuck between two characters oh, so perfect. you might you might make my life easier i like a lot of characters but my favorite is andre he is just yeah there you go oozing charisma whenever he's on the screen um and he seems like a good guy a loyal friend i don't make him lose points for hooking up with kate after (laughs) uh, boy just kicked the bucket um but he was did seem like a genuinely good friend to golden boy i guess he loses the most points because he was the one that slit that woman's throat yeah but I, I really like andre i think he's got a cool power he has to deal with a very strict dad um yeah, I like Andre. All right, you definitely made my life easier. So I will go with love Jordan it. Lee. Love Jordan Lee. I, I I fell in love with them when they were fighting off Golden Boy and actually kind of holding their own. I just I love me a strong character, and they obviously embody that. And I've and even though like uh, they and Marie are button heads pr- pretty often and consistently, I think Jordan Lee will be a good addition to the squad, even if feelings with Brinks might come into play a little bit. But I'll give it to Jordan Lee then. They were number two behind Golden Boy before the whole fiasco. So they must say. they got to be up there. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Brian, just oh, with yeah. that outro <laughs> on the fly. Oh, that is a wrap for our first three episodes of Gen V. Uh, I think we all received it very positively and mm-hmm. are all looking forward to covering it week by week of course on the podcast we should have kyle joining us and jimmy pa rotating in as we go on so you can look forward to that too like i said in the beginning we are currently covering the wheel of time on our Benchtown tv feed so check that out BenchtownTV.com has all of our other shows just you know feel free to browse and enjoy us <laughs> enjoy our presence there. Yeah, we're always there over at PinchtownTV.com. Over 400 uh, episodes, I think, we got now. Up to like yeah, 410. We, we, we must be approaching 500, it feels like, at this point, but yeah. Probably. And just because I haven't done it in a while, I'm going by the book for this one. As always, if you like what you heard, <laughs> give Finchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on PinchtownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Pinchtown TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.